This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I am your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Christine Steimer. Hello! Anthony Gallegos is here. Uh, and Charles Onyet. Oh, hi. He's also here. <laughs> hi, everybody. Happy hi. Friday. Hi. Yay, Friday. Uh, this is, of course, the Gamescoop podcast is IGN's uh, weekly news podcast. It goes up every Friday, and we run down the uh, biggest news stories of the week that happen in the world of video games, and we find plenty of moments to stop and laugh along the way. Uh, lots of uh, Diablo 3 stuff is going on this week. It uh, is officially entered uh, closed beta. It, yeah, closed beta. We got access this week, and uh, there was Speak actually for yourself. Well, okay, so I got access. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so I'm sorry, sad. Christine. Both you, Anthony and Charles, you both have been playing, right? Yeah, and yeah. and actually, beyond the beta, there there was bigger news that broke just this morning, um, where Diablo is now confirmed for an early 2012 release. Early 2012, and that doesn't surprise me at all. Because yeah, it's not, yeah, some people are calling it a delay, but it's not really a delay, right? I mean, it never had an official release date. It's just the guy said that they wanted to do 2011, and they can't. Yeah, no. it was yeah. it was never like the game. Blizzard had never said the game is definitely coming out in 2011. It was just sort of like, like we well, would, we want to try to get it out in 2011. Exactly. To me, like, it makes sense if yeah. I was Activision. Blizzard and I was controlling when games were coming out, and I knew Call of Duty was coming out this holiday season. I'd be like, "We're not going to put one of our other games against Call of Duty." Mm-hmm. Like, even though they're not the same genre, I'm like, "I don't want people to have to compete with their dollars." So next year, when we know somebody else is going to release their badass game in the beginning of 2012, we're going to fuck them over and release yeah. Diablo at the same time. 
So it'll be Diablo in what Mass Effect three? Yeah, exactly. If, if it the, is March, if yeah. it's March, then yeah, yeah, yeah they'll, they'll, they'll they'll try and sabotage someone else. Yeah, and I'm not sure if like the current beta that's running right now, which is just a a, a bit of the the co-op game, the the PvP stuff isn't accessible. Mm. It's not the full game. It's like it takes a couple hours to play through, and then you're done. And you can re- you can go through the content again with all five classes if you want to. Um, but it's it's not like end game stuff. It's not like crazy. It's if it's, you play through it again the second time, you won't have much of a challenge. You'll just run over everything. Yeah, you'll, you'll steamroll everything. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if they're going to do more betas leading up to that because I assume there's more of the game that they they would like to test. No, I think you've played all of the game. <laughs> That's okay. it. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I I'm not entirely sure exactly what what they're testing, but I would assume it would be how all the characters' uh, skills and powers relate to, you know, wiping monsters out and, and just stability stuff. I was going to say, yeah, probably how good Battle.net works with player-to-player connection. And yeah, as they keep adding more people in. And uh, they also have the auction house, which I thought was interesting. It is active right now, so if you're in the Diablo 3 closed beta, um, you can use the auction house for gold trading. And, I mean, when, when Blizzard first announced the auction house a while back, this was big news because it was, you can use virtual currency to buy and sell items to other players in an auction house that works much like the World of Warcraft auction house. Hmm. Or you can use real money to buy and sell items for your characters, uh, which means you could theoretically make money by, bang, by playing Diablo. When which, Diablo 3 comes out, Charles and I are quitting. I know, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to say, is, is this your big plan? <laughs> New way of making money. Which was, it was very exciting to me, although I know a lot of people had, had really negative reactions, because it's like, oh, well, you just, you just pay for your character, and like, nobody mm-hmm. likes that, because then you don't, you don't put in the quote-unquote work into building your character up, finding those items, and, and amassing a cool character, and somebody Some else just... Some people don't have the time for that. Well, exactly, it's, exactly. But, it's but basically they have Blizzard, the money. It's basically <laughs> Blizzard going with what free-to-play, they've learned from free-to-play games, which is mm-hmm. that some people don't want to spend the time to get a purple item and run the boss, but they're willing to pay for that, so why not let them, and why not take a cut of that? Yeah, and, and I mean, some people might complain about PvP balance for Diablo 3, because there are competitive modes where you, you fight uh, other Diablo characters, but um, Diablo 3 has never been... In my conversations with with the dev team, they're they're not positioning it as like an esports title in the same sense that StarCraft mm-hmm. is an esports title, and it's ridiculously it's it's obsessively balanced. And like the smallest change to cooldown times and damage numbers can have like massive effects on the on the competitive game. That's that's not the goal for for Diablo three. Um, but the beta itself, what is playable. I mean, it's a lot of fun. That's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. About. You're, you're enjoying it. It's fun, although I don't know how many time, how much I'll play it ultimately because, like, you can only play through an hour and a half worth of content. Yeah, you, you mean so just much. the beta, not the yeah, actual, yeah. not the oh, full. When the full final game, game comes out, I'm gonna be all over it. It's just oh, yeah. that you can only run through the beta so many times where you're like, all right, I, I've, I've done it. I've really done it. Yeah, I like how you start out basically naked. You're like wearing rags. Yeah, the, the, in the in the scope of the game, it's set during Act One, so it's it's very early on in the game. And yeah, you start out at level one, you have nothing, and then you progressively unlock uh, more skills. And I, I think from playing the beta, people who've played like Diablo, Diablo Two, will notice that the the whole skill progression system is completely different from from what has been in the game before. And vastly superior in my mind. I, I actually like it, but it's a lot more flexible. Um, you don't use skill points to build up individual skills. You just unlock them as you level. So as you level up, you're just given new skills. And you can mix and match your skills at any time you want. So it's not like you're locked in. It's like if if you put in one skill point, you're not locked into that decision for the entire rest of the game. You can just be like, eh, I don't want to do that anymore. So and there's you, no going to a skill trainer to get it or anything like that. You're just given it on the fly. 
like in the middle of the dungeon yeah, as it, you level up. It unlocks in the field, and eventually you will have like six active skill slots and three passive ones. Um, but in the beta, you can only level up to the point where I think I you think can you get three at a you, time. You can, my my highest level character right now, it's an eleven uh, wizard, has has three active skills unlocked and one passive. Yeah. Um, so you can't really even if you played it forever, you you probably couldn't get access to like everything in there. I think the max level in the beta is like fifteen or something. Fifteen like that. or thirteen. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. I haven't hit it yet. Um, but the, the the class design itself is really entertaining, um, and just, like, every class feels so different. Like, Anthony, I know you're playing the, the Witch Doctor. Uh, the Witch Doctor's funny because he's, like, the new, he's the newest one, yeah, right? He's, or, like, the most different one, I would say, and, and, he, and he's, else. like, that evolution of, like, the Necromancer Yeah, and I would say, too. like, everyone else in every Diablo game that you've ever been able to play, including Necromancer, was, like, a really distinguished, like, carried themselves with a lot of pride character and the witch doctor is like a guy that looks like a crackhead he's like constantly twitching when he's talking to people and he like i don't know he's very strange but i love him he's so cool he basically is a you can play him as a as a melee combat but he's mostly supposed to be a ranged character and he summons things to fight for him zombies little people and who are you playing as charles uh, what I, class? Was, I was playing as the wizard uh initially which is uh, a pretty straightforward magic using class um the wizard can shoot out like lightning bolts. Uh, has a lot of area of effect damage. So if like what I was doing is I was using a frost nova skill, so I can go into the middle of a giant. I, I like I, I can go to the middle of a giant <laughs> crowd of, of skeletons and blast out a frost nova, which uh, freezes them all temporarily. And then he has another area of effect knockback skill, which if I were to use on non frozen enemies, would would knock them away from him because he's fairly fragile. He's not like the Barbarian and has uh, more durability in combat. Hmm. Um, but because they're frozen, they don't go anywhere. So they just take that damage, and then you just use oh. a chain lightning attack, which arcs between <laughs> I them. Love, I love that you're... T- I, like, so then, I just love this. Yeah, this is pretty great. <laughs> so, I mean, you use that combo, and because I only had, like, three active skill slots, this is all I was using, but, like, the Frost Nova... I can't remember what that second thing... I think it's, like, Concussion Blast or something like that. And then you use the lightning skill after that, and you just arc between them and kill everything. And then, like, gold and items go flying all over the place, and it's, like, all these crazy sound effects. And because of the physics, like, uh, enemies, if you hit them with explosive uh, explosive effects, they will just go flying yeah, all over the place. they go tumbling through the air and hit things. Like, they actually have uh, enough physics going on that they ram into the walls and stuff like that. They aren't just, like, hitting, like, a, a painted-on background or anything. Hmm. And the the barbarian will will roll into a fight and hit something in the face, and it will just it will go flying off screen. And like I was fighting zombies, and he knocks the skin off of zombies, so Gross. that they're just flying skeletons <laughs> at that point. It's just I don't know. It's really entertaining. Is there any way for listeners to get in on the beta, or is it just an invite uh, only thing? Eventually, I think they're going to make it open at some point, but for now. Yeah. Good luck. It's 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 selective as far as I understand. Make a best friend at Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, some of the most interesting news about Diablo 3 this week, I thought, was that uh, Blizzard, Blizzard is actively exploring bringing Diablo 3 to consoles. Yeah, and they've, they've been hiring for uh, a console version of Diablo 3 for a while. They've had uh, listings up for, like, PS3 specialists, um, and uh, who, who knows if that'll actually happen, if it'll be the same game. Uh, I know when I, was, when I was at Blizzard talking to them about the auction house when they were first uh, mentioning that, they mentioned that they would like to do an auction house on consoles. Uh, I don't know how that would work. Yeah. Everyone, the Sony, Microsoft would probably want, they would a, want cu- a, cut. A, a cut out of you know what Blizzard is taking out of that. So I'm not sure if that would ever work. But yeah, I would see it. It would seem more likely on a PS3 than 360 
Just because I think Sony's more uh, open flexible and, and open yeah. to that it, sort of it thing. It seems that way, especially with companies such as Valve putting Steam on, right. on mm-hmm. PS3 and allowing cross Not only that, but the mouse and play. keyboard have been allowed on PS3 as well. So mm-hmm. I can yeah. see Diablo being put yeah, straight that'll, on That'll there. be in Counter-Strike. It was in Unreal Tournament on That's, PS3. Yeah, so yeah. why not just but, use mouse yeah. keyboard? Blizzard was saying they actually really like the way the game feels played with the controller and having direct control over your character. So. I That's not, exciting for me. I have not played it with the controller, but I, I guess it... It could work. Um, it would just be kind of different because there. Yeah, I don't know how you'd have the ability to like target an enemy amongst like twenty that's like ten mm-hmm. feet away, instead mm-hmm. as opposed to a guy that's like directly in front of you. Yeah, which which may be useful for some attacks. Although it, I I guess a lot of the attacks in Diablo three right now are are very area of effect uh, centric. Um, especially with like the the witch doctor and his his frog spell, which I mean, is oh, there's which, a frog spell, which is probably my favorite attack. <laughs> he just summons explosive frogs. Oh my god, that sounds awesome! You can just sit in one spot and just cast this giant <laughs> line of frogs, and they don't just like shoot out; they hop. So you just have hopping frogs okay, all over the place. Okay, I need to go see this downstairs. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's totally plausible that you come to console. I mean, the original Diablo came out on PS1, so why not? Mm. I don't know. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, if if it happened, it would it would totally make sense. Did you play it on PS One? I didn't, but I know people yeah. that did. And they loved I, just, it. I remember back in the day, I, I never played it, but I remember it being available. Yeah, my, uh, people I know that did said it was really great. So, uh, Charles, another game that's right actually coming out much sooner than Diablo Three is Rage. Uh, it is. You were just looking at a new video at your desk before we came up here, isn't that right? Uh, I was. I don't know how much I can say. Isn't that going up today? It? Maybe it's not going up today. <laughs> it's still. You realize this podcast isn't going up till later, but so we don't know if that's coming up, if it's coming up. Okay, so we'll, we can say that Rage is coming out soon. It is. It comes I mean, out what in, in like a, October fifth. Yeah, October October fifth yeah. for like for two PC. weeks. Oh wow! Yeah, it's yep. really soon now. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of buildup on on that game. I I don't know if people have forgotten about it. It's like, hey, it's software. I think it's just been like yeah, we've seen it about for so long. Yeah, we've that... been seeing that game for years, right? Yeah, um, um, I'm I'm very excited about it. I, I'm very excited about it too. I mean, it obviously has. Uh, it's it's hard to have a better track record than it does. Yeah. So it, any anything they do is is worthy of attention. Um, I I think a lot of people are maybe looking at the game like it's oh it looks like Borderlands or is this game Fallout or what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. And it's neither of those. No, I mean from what I played, like I went to a preview event. I played it for. Uh, about three hours played from the very beginning of the game uh, through as far as I could get, essentially, and got to the first town. And it is a shooter. Yeah, it it's is, very shooty shooty. It is absolutely shooty, a shooter. Shooty, I like uh-huh. that. Yeah, there there are open connecting session or sections between the shooting spots, but when you're in a shooting spot, it's not like it's not like Borderlands where you're out in a, a huge open space and uh, enemies just spawn all over the place. Mm-hmm. The open spaces are for travel, and then you travel well, to this the game shooting isn't, spots. Isn't about leveling up or anything either, is it? Right? This this is just a shooter. I mean, it, I'm not. I don't mean that derogatory, but I mean it's not like Borderlands where I'm trying to get no. a skill tree going and all that. No, you don't. You don't have a skill tree, although you can uh, craft items in the game to help you out. But it's not like you're. You do not level your yourself, and you do not acquire skills and, and modify a tree or anything like that. It's it's absolutely a shooter. So you're gonna start. Have you started? Your, do you have the final build of that game yet, or uh, I do not start that a, next week. I do not have a final build of that game, but uh, hopefully soon. <laughs> uh, all right, and then uh, October fifth is when that's out. You were doing yep. the review, right, Charles? And yes, I, I, I will, doing the review I will for be Ryzen. reviewing the game. Yes. All right. I'm excited about that one. I'm also excited to have you here, Charles, because I've been wanting to talk to you about Deus Ex. Okay. Which I, I've started playing recently, uh, and I love it. 
It's great. But you said you really like it. Yeah, I like it. You you said it's one of your top three games of the year so far. It is. It is one of my top three games of the year so far for sure. Alongside Portal Two and Witcher Two. Portal Two and Witcher Two. Yep. So I love Deus Ex, uh, but it doesn't doesn't in uh, some ways doesn't it feel kind of old uh, in terms of like like the character animations and things like that. Everyone like like. They're just sort of like jerking around the way they used to. Like, I, it reminds me of Perfect Dark a lot. Just like people are very robotic and the it's game unnecessary. Feels like a game that got delayed over and over again. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. you think that's part of it? Yeah, I, I definitely think that they. At some point, they were like, "Oh God, we should redo those, but it'll add another six months. Fuck it, ship it." Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely almost uh, something uh, like early GTA. Uh, mm. Like cutscenes where everyone everyone looks puppet puppetish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some animations are better than others. It's it's, it's inconsistent. The, the major find. characters look much better yes. than, yes. than <laughs> the random NPCs standing around. You're just like you don't look as well rendered as everyone else. That's odd. That's true. Yeah. But I, I did really enjoy that. I mean, I I know that some it it was it was rough with like some, and some of the voice acting was just sort of out of left field and you're just like where did that voice come from? Yeah, like, some of the Chinese people are a little a little suspect. I, I heard they were they were a little potentially insensitive. <laughs> you know, uh, they sound they just yeah I don't, they just sound like a little silly sometimes. I would say like a character out of South Park or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I like the game a lot. The boss fights, like so, I, I played through the first fight, boss fight against Barrett or something. It's it's it, it was pretty frustrating. But then I figured out a really cheap way to exploit it. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know if, if anyone's having trouble with this boss fight. There's two like supply rooms on, on either side uh, of the the main room, and the, the boss will not follow you in there. So you can <laughs> you can sit in there and just shoot him from in there, awesome. and he won't he won't come in. Reminds me of like Fallout AI. Just, yeah. just, just run to an area that they can't get to you, and then. <laughs> but apparently, the boss fights were outsourced. I, I saw that, and it's really weird. I, I guess that makes a little bit more sense in the context of the game because so much of it, I was playing as a, a stealth. I took a stealth approach. I was sneaking yeah, around. Yeah, I like I like being sneaky when I can. Doing a lot of takedowns and stuff like that, and I thought like the the AI of most of the the enemies was good. It it felt like I I it felt rewarding when I was able to take them down just mm-hmm. because I felt if I screwed up they would they would notice and they would kill me very quickly. Yeah. Um, but the boss fights are are a totally different thing. That it's just like what happened. I wonder Especially if that's something this, like this, well, like IDOS or Square Enix was like we need to add some boss fights in here, and the developer is like I don't I don't know about that. Well, we'll just outsource them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, we've already made we'll them. Find a place for them. <laughs> yeah. What what weapons did you find yourself using a lot? I, f- I almost fully upgraded a pistol. Yeah. Um, I was into the the stun uh, the stun gun. Yes. Uh, the trank rifle, and I used the I don't remember what the exact name is, but it's the it's the the shotgun that shoots the the ball that knocks down multiple yeah, yeah. ball of energy that knocks yeah. down multiple people. Mm. So the only actual lethal weapon I had was uh, was the pistol, mm. and I didn't do any lethal takedowns in the game. I did all silent takedowns. Oh really? Charles, if you could augment yourself in some way, <laughs> how would you augment yourself? I don't know if I would get Adam Jensen's glasses. Those look, the, look even painful. in the even in the future, those look a little ridiculous. And I, you'd have to hollow out like some area <laughs> in your eye cavity to accommodate the lenses when Gross. they flip back. It's just I was thinking about this the other day, and I determined that augmenting is fucked up because. You can't just do one because when you do one, you're going to need others to take to compensate for it. So like, if I were, I was like, oh, I'd augment my legs so I could like jump up to a building, but then I was like, oh, but then I would need to like augment 
like my hips and stuff so that they can take the impacts and stuff. And then from there, I need to impact, like augment my spine so that I wouldn't get compressed discs. Yeah. I was like, man, you can't just do one. Yeah, it's Forget tough to about do, it. It's tough to do it piecemeal, especially your internal organs. Like the, the shock from that, you would need some sort of casing around them. That's so what if you jump from like a second story to the ground. Just fill yourself with bubble wrap. It'll all be okay. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, I'm going outside. Better use my bubble wrap in case I get too excited. I'm down to become a cyborg at some point when it's more viable, but I don't know. Mm. I think I would have to go for uh, for the, the leg augments. Seem like they would be. Yeah, my I, just, first I just want to be able to jump everywhere. Or you could just run really fast. Or run fast, but mostly just yeah. Especially if I could run, it wouldn't really make me feel tired. I'd just be like, oh, I'm just gonna ride and never I'd drive anywhere. Just fly. I would. Uh, I'd get the extra two columns for my inventory, so I could carry, <laughs> <laughs> just carry absurd <laughs> amounts of stuff with me. <laughs> just get a really big backpack. <laughs> Does or do just... like in Harry Potter where she enchants that tiny bag yeah. and she can shove uh-huh. whatever it is. I think that's a much Everything. better solution. Otherwise yeah. you have like augmented po- pockets <laughs> all over yourself. Just haul out your arm and you can shove some stuff in there. Uh, a, a third dead space is uh, a foregone conclusion. We'll, we'll get a dead space three. But I thought this was weird, the story this week about uh, this Israeli... A TV station that put up this video, a, a tour of, of Redwood Shores, EA's Redwood office, and there were Dead, Dead Space 3 logos yeah, and it signs really up. really weird. Like, why would they be that careless about it? I know. I guess because maybe they don't care, because they know it's a <laughs> foregone conclusion, too. Mm. Hey, you know the successful game we've made? Yeah, you know how it ends, the second yeah, one know, ends, though, in, like, a cliffhanger? They were super cagey about the Mass Effect 3 reveal, and we're like, it's... <laughs> Always been a trilogy. What are you talking well, about? I guess we'll like, just well, have we to wait. We can't tell you if it's coming. It'd be funny like, if that wasn't seriously? even a real logo. That was just something someone made for a coworker. Uh, I, I bet you're <laughs> gonna work on, on this. It's on a big banner, though, right? Like above. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. You think they were just like, "Hey, guys, this this is really TV stations coming in today." <laughs> Let's screw with them. <laughs> I'm gonna put up this Dead Space TV banner. <laughs> oh man. Maybe uh, they didn't think it was airing for another few months. It will be interesting to see what they do with uh, with Dead Space Three because uh, earlier this year, EA was saying that they think there's still room for growth in the series and that they like what they what Capcom did with taking Resident Evil to the mass market and they think they can still mm, still room for doing that. I know to me that that seems to say is that Resident Evil Five because I did not like Resident. I didn't Evil 5. think Resident Evil Five was ma- any more mass market than Dead Space was, like other than maybe it was less scary and it was dumber. That was probably yeah. it. It's just that everyone had more muscles, and <laughs> yes, they, it was, they looked more like they were in Gears of War. And it's more about shooting things than it is about avoiding. Dead Space things. was still really about shooting things, though, too. That's true. The only thing I would change in Dead Space is uh, less enemies, where you can obviously tell exactly what you're going to fight when you enter a room. Mm. So they, many they times in Dead Space, you, you would enter a room, and be like, "Oh, I'm going to fight this," like because you could tell by the way the room was laid yeah. out. They do make the triggers fairly. Fairly obvious with with the enemy types, and yeah, Dead Space has always been about action, but it still manages to be scary. Yeah, uh, much more so than Resident Evil Five, which compared to like the early games where you you didn't even want to fight everything you saw because mm-hmm. you, you just wanted to you, run away. You had barely any ammo, and you could die at any second. So you just and you couldn't to do like a That's roundhouse kick and throw a zombie like seven feet through the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There was, there was none of that. That's why I thought they, the GameCube remake of the uh, of oh, Resident Evil was, was amazing. Awesome. I loved yes. that game. I thought that was a really cool twist on it. It was amazing. I, God, they, I played, I it played was the good hell out of that. Because not only was it true to the old game, but they had a couple of things that if you'd played the old one, you're like, oh, well, I know I'm safe when I'm... No, I'm not safe! <laughs> <laughs> that had a really cool title screen. 
because it was like the zombie on the table and it would like slowly sit up and then it got shot in the head and it would fall back down. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. Um, Dead Space 2, I think, is a perfect example of how not every game needs to have multiplayer because it had that multiplayer mode that nobody played, you know? And like how much money and how many man hours were spent into making that? Yeah. yeah. Although EA was time. the company that said, you know, they wouldn't make a game without multiplayer anymore. It's a waste of time. Some time of, or some type of yeah. multiplayer. Well, to them, it's just the... The, the way that they incentivize players to keep it on their shelves instead of turning it in for use sales. Yeah. Although, I really, I mean, I, I would love to see the data on that and whether or not that is actually true. Yeah. I'm sure, I, that, I, I'm sure that they're looking into it. I'm sure they're not just like, yes, this is the perfect solution. I never played Dead Space. Multiplayer? Multiplayer? Never. Yeah. Me neither. I played it at an event once and was like, okay. Yeah. Bioshock 2 did that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that, that, that. That multiplayer was actually pretty good. Yeah, but did anybody play it? I heard the Dead Space one was also pretty good. But, again, but nobody, if, if nobody plays and it, And did anybody like, play the Assassin's Creed? And that one was pretty good, too. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, even if they're good, like, there's certain games where you don't associate it's just like, that and then you there's don't only room, play that. There's only room for, like, two or three multiplayer games out there that people are really going to play. And, yeah. and it's Modern Warfare, so there's really not, yes. <laughs> there's only room for, like, one. I know. Outside of Modern Warfare. Well, Gears will do well. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if we're talking about survival horror games, I should just bring up that if you are looking for a true survival horror experience, you should play Amnesia of the Dark I knew Descent. you were going to say Amnesia. <laughs> or, or, or any of the three games made by those guys. Or like, the, uh, the Penumbra uh, series that, that preceded Amnesia. Yeah. Those are, those are true survival horror. Well, except, uh, you can well, skip Penumbra Overture. Yeah. Black Plague is, yeah. is the best of that uh, series. Um, but yeah, those are actual... I'm getting scared just talking about those. Those are actual survival horror. Where if you see anything, you have to run... You can't defend yourself in those games. You don't have anything? You don't have any weapons? It is not... Well, Overture was a little bit about fighting. It didn't really work That's why well. it was dumb. Yeah. But, but in the other ones, no. You run. You just run. You flee. It's great. Run away! Well, uh, obviously we'll get Dead Space 3. Uh, at some point. One, yeah, at some point. But we also know that Visceral, the developer, is working on some new IPs too, so... Uh, some new, all new games, so we'll have to, that'll be interesting to see what they're working on. What'd you guys think of uh, this Netflix news that happened this week? Quickster? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, I have a, stre- I have a streaming I just, yeah, account. I just do the streaming, so. See, I do the disc. I do this because there's still like stuff like HBO that I can't. I, I can't get any other way. Right. Yeah. I just know that I'm that isn't lazy enough where I won't. Like Greg and I never changed the discs. They always just sat like yeah. on the table. I think the worst part about it is that video they put out that was like really felt really disingenuous with that guy that's like we're really doing this to help everyone not because we're trying to sell off this whole division of our company you know yeah, and this I, is all for you guys like, I, fuck off I assume the listeners know what we're talking about but just in case you don't Netflix announced earlier this week that they're spinning their disc rental service off into a different company called Quickster so now Netflix is just going to be a streaming service yeah Quickster is also going to offer uh, game rentals. Which apparently, I've heard different things that it's going to be an added fee like uh, Blu-ray is. Or, and I've also heard that it's not going to cost you anymore. So I don't, that, I don't know how that's going to work. Man, if I Hopefully to they're rent- smart enough to not have it be more expensive than just Gamefly. Well, so Gamefly is, I think, $8 for the lowest for like one game at a time. Gotcha. And if I wanted to rent games like these days, I would just go to honestly the Red Box right by my house. They have all they the have biggest games? games there. Yeah, and they yeah. have all oh, the bigger ones that just, just come movies. out too. How much is it to rent a game from? It's like a red three box? bucks a day, but so it's kind of expensive. That is, that is expensive. expensive. That's really Jesus. expensive. But if you just wanted to, like, you know, rent a game for a weekend, it's not the end of the world. Like, and 
There's no commitment. I don't know. You just spent the amount of money that you just spent that weekend. You could have just had Gamefly account and then yeah, had it for the whole month for, yeah, and not have to worry about that it. I, I don't consistently rent games. So for someone like me, it's just on a whim, you know. Mm. But I don't rent games anyways. Yeah, I'm privileged. <laughs> um, you know what I think's really dumb though? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> The Quickster Twitter account? (laughs) Yes, exactly. When they decided to make it Quickster, they didn't think, we should go to Twitter.com and see if Quickster is already taken. (laughs) No, yeah, it's some guy that all he talks about is hoes and weed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's That's awesome. That's amazing. And he's active on it? Yeah, Twitter.com. So he is now because he just got about a gazillion followers in, like, three seconds. That's amazing. So, yeah, they they didn't think, maybe we should, you know, buy this from him beforehand or... Yeah, so now it's just that you just go to Quickster and it's this dude talking about weed. I wonder if they'll buy them out. Um, Here, here's a quick, I Charles, so. listener Chad Ridgway has a question. Okay. I think you might be able to help him out with. He says, uh, we know Netflix killed Blockbuster. Many are pointing out that Netflix will, now, Netflix will now kill Gamefly. But their ultimate goal, I think, is to kill OnLive and own the, mm-hmm. the streaming games market. They already have streaming down, the future is streaming, and the Netflix CEO understands that very well. They're entering the games business. When the logo says Quickster, a Netflix company, believe that it is the first of many Netflix companies. I don't know, what do you think? Uh, they could be going in that direction, but there is a lot of work to do if they want to catch up with OnLive. And I don't even like OnLive very much. Yeah, you said that before. I think it, 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 the performance that you get out of the games you stream is crappy. The, the, qual- the image quality isn't very good. Uh, its input lag is noticeable in some cases. I just I, I wouldn't recommend it as a as a gaming service. Mm-hmm. Um, but the infrastructure that they've already built up mm-hmm. at OnLive in order to to do that, in order to deliver that experience to people, I, I mean, I think that's a really long process. Yeah. And Maybe if, if, eventually it, it, that has to be viable. That that has to be the future of of what how we wind up playing games. It just makes too much sense. To be able to cut out the hardware element entirely, mm-hmm. um, like why should anyone buy hardware? That doesn't make any sense. If if you can just get it from somewhere else and not have to invest in that, then you never need to upgrade. You never need to do anything. It it totally makes sense. It's just the experience is not ideal right now. Mm-hmm. So in you know years down the road, when if on live can stay around, can you know upgrade everything they have and figure out how to do it properly? They just ha- they have a head start on everyone else. So I think that's really valuable. Yeah, they can buy them. They can buy on live. Yeah. You think Netflix can? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Unless they just straight up buy them. Their yeah. value has gone down like 40%. Well, yeah, the thing is about OnLive, the reason that I don't think it'll ever end up being successful is because the infrastructure, they may have great infrastructure, but outside of places like San Francisco, L.A., New York, most parts of the United States don't have the infrastructure to do the high-speed internet. Like, mm, it's, not, it's not even possible to mm. get the, that speed of internet that you need to make OnLive really work well. Mm. We, like, America has a lot of catching up to do on internet infrastructure, so... Another theory I've heard about Netflix and Quickster is that uh, Netflix knows the DVD rental business is doomed, so they, they spun it off into its own company that, and that they can just let fail, basically. And then they still have the Netflix brand. Oh, so the Netflix, oh. the name doesn't yeah. end up sounding like, oh, yeah, remember when that failed? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's just a theory I've heard. It's kind of sad. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, I mean the future is streaming. Uh, Netflix just needs to get, like... Get more content. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, petty selfishness happening behind the scenes with licensing agreements mm-hmm. with, with movie studios and, and television networks. They need to, like, get over that because people just want to be able to stream stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, that's, you can that's either let us stream it and let us pay you something exactly. or let us pirate it from yeah. you and get nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Christine, how's the, uh, is this the final downloadable content for Fallout New Vegas? Yes. Called Lonesome Road. Lonesome Road. Yeah. Uh, How'd that turn out? Is it just you on a road and that's it? It's not. I mean, you have, you have like a, an iBot, like, I always say Edie, but it's, it's Eddie. <laughs> I always thought it was Edie, too. Yeah. In, in the game, they say Eddie, and I'm like, oh. Wait a minute. I, I thought it was Edie, Edie Falco, that actor. Yes, okay. that is an actress. This is correct. Yes, uh, but she's not like she's the voice like of the, the bot. <laughs> I hope not. That'd I didn't know really if it was weird. spelled the same. No, it's just capital E D dash E. Oh, okay. Um, so he's there with you, which makes it a little bit less lonely. Um, but it was just sort of meh. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it, like the story I didn't give a damn about. It's like, what the hell? It, it, the whole premise is you get a message from the courier who rejected the job that got you shot in the head at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He's, like, taunting you, basically. Oh, come find me, and I'll tell you. I, it was just really dumb. I was like, what is going on? Why do I care? All right, I guess I'm the reviewing biggest, this, so I have to go play it. The biggest <laughs> problem I've, I have with all the, the New Vegas stuff is they've still never addressed the fact that if you want to play it, you have to load an old save, right? Yeah, yeah. So this still does not fix the ending of the game, which is stupid because <sighs> yeah. they fixed it with Fallout 3. Yeah, why? Well, I don't know why that they realized there was an issue with Fallout 3, yeah. fixed it, and then they did it again in New Vegas. And still have not fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay. Seems a little bit dumb. Uh, but this also raises the level cap by five again, if you want more levels. Um, and that's pretty so much many levels. straightforward thought, although it's a little bit more linear. You gave it a 6.5. Yeah, it was just okay. What was the best uh, downloadable content for New Vegas? I would go with Honest Hearts. And then Old World Blues. Hmm. It seems really like the funny. DLC for this one in general wasn't as good as it was for three. Yeah... Yep, I didn't think so. Hmm. But they had I mean they had some bright spots. But for the most part, I mean Dead Money was not good. I probably should have given that a lower score. But <laughs> overrated. <laughs> overrated. Six five as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It was just like the story was not interesting to me whatsoever. Hmm. So Available now for how much? How much is Ten bucks. Ten bucks, man. That's yeah. A lot for a, a chapter. It is. I mean, unless you're, like, obsessive and really want those extra levels and really want something else to do. A few extra achievements. Don't. Yeah, yeah there's a, just a handful of extra achievements as well. Mm. But, yeah. Um, in regards to Counter-Strike, what is it? Counter-Strike Global Offensive, right? Yeah. We talked about this a few weeks ago. And uh, we talked about there's a lot. There, some people were a little disappointed that there didn't seem to be a lot new in it. It's very much very similar to the original Counter Strike. I thought it was just Counter Strike straight up. But apparently, there's a new mode. Yeah, it's called Arsenal, and it was based off of a mod that was super popular called Gun Game. And Gun Game uh, has been. This is a mod that the mode has kind of been adapted in other games, like Call of Duty. I think Black Ops did it as well in some form. But basically, it is everyone starts with a pistol, and when you kill someone, you get like the next tier pistol. And eventually you kill people and you're getting machine guns. And the goal is for players to kill enough people where they work through all the weapons and eventually they stab someone. And when whoever stabs <laughs> someone first with a knife, the knife is the last weapon you get. And when you stab someone, you, you win. The That's kind of cool. That sounds awesome, actually. So, so everyone's trying to get the best weapon they can, you know, and you're always getting best weapons for kills. So it's wow. who, who can get to coveted knife and manage to stab someone. All right. So. And yeah, that is much different than the, the standard Counter Strike mode. Exactly. And it adds, you know, and there's going to be eight maps that use Arsenal. So it could be really, hopefully it'll be really awesome. I mean, I have no doubt it'll be really awesome. It's Valve. Yeah. So Valve's like the one developer that I never doubt anything they do anymore. Like other companies, I still like oh, have yeah. misgivings. 
Like, you know, Rage, I was like, I don't know. But, you know, Valve, they could be like, we're going to make a game about ponies and where you take care of ponies at a ranch. I'm going to be like, yes. Yes, <laughs> I'll play that. I'll do it. <laughs> Pony versus pony. Pony versus pony. PvP. Uh, <laughs> uh, Counter Strike is still, still supposed to come out this year, right? Uh, next or early next year. That one's early next year too. Yeah, that's that's a next year game. Although it might go into beta this year. Okay. Uh, we still have plenty to play this year. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, there's yeah. now the first half of next year is getting really crowded too. It seems to always happen. Yeah. Hey, Push stuff to the summer. Year. Yeah. Then stuff doesn't come out in the summer that much either. There's a few, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year seems like it's going to be pretty big for just on the PC side, just with, uh, va- I mean, Dota, uh, Counter-Strike. Old Republic. Old Republic, yes, I would assume. There's no Does way. Does Guild Wars Old- have a release date? Uh, no, and uh, it, not not a solid release date. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's going to be, be next year. I'm assuming that's going to yeah. be a 2012 game. Um, but Old Republic, there's no way. I, even though EA keeps saying that, oh, I, you know, yeah. maybe it'll come out this year. It's not coming out this year. I know. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's I don't go, think so either. It'll be next year, maybe next summer. Like, I don't know. It just yeah. the amount of, I, I mean, the amount of content that they're building into that game it, it is, is insane. It's absurd. They have so many modes, and you compare that to launch version of WoW, which had not even close to the same amount of content. They're putting in all sorts of PvP battlegrounds, endgame stuff, the entire level curve with, you know, story, uh, class-specific story-driven content the whole way, like, if that actually winds up happening, yeah. then that would be that would be an achievement, I think, yeah. just just to put that much content in Achievement there, unlocked. I think. This is going to be like EA's uh, version of, what was that gigantic plane they tried to build back in the day? They're like, we're going to build this big fucking plane that bankrupted their company. It bankrupted the company. I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of this plane. That sounds like a... Somebody could make a movie out of that. Yeah, I'm almost Martin positive. Scorsese could make I'm a movie based on it was, that. It was a movie where it was, I mean, it was a plane that they tried was to build. It was a called airplane? It was a huge transport plane, and they're like, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, and then the company went bankrupt. And that was like, a well, movie? This sounds like a terrible movie. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a movie. <laughs> okay, this was like a real, a real life story. Real life. This, I'm thinking the amount of money they must have dumped in this game at this point has got to be fucking obscene. Yeah, I mean, and they were, before they started development, if I remember the stories correctly, they were writing for it just because there's so many quests for, for over a year. Maybe it was two years. I really hope they can can do something with that game that's cool, because we haven't had a good Star Wars game in a while. Mm -hmm. In, like, a long while. Yeah, and Galaxies will will soon no longer be an option. Well, (laughs) Galaxies was never a good Star Wars game either, Mm. so there's that. Just go back to play TIE Fighter. If you could. You could. (laughs) They never made a good Star Wars RTS, did they? A a good one? Empire at War was the closest we got, and that was okay, in my opinion. I didn't think it was great. So no, they've never made a good Star Wars RTS. Which was Petroglyph, if I remember correctly. Yeah, who's who, now making End of Nations. And Rise of the Immortals. Yeah. Oh yeah, Rise of the Immortals. <laughs> Welcome to the world's worst MOBA. Yeah, it's a, a, a MOBA. So it's <laughs> What like, is a MOBA? It's like yeah. Dota. It's Well, I uh, mean, I guess you could call it a Dota clone as well, but it's, a, it's called Multiplayer Online Battle, Battle Arena. Arena. Oh, Basically, wow. it's okay. games like League of Legends, Dota 2. The, the the term that has been adopted by the industry and by nerds on the internet is MOBA for them. So okay. sounds it like is, a T. It is it is their like version of a MOBA and it's really bad, really bad. <laughs> there'll, there'll be a review on that soon. <laughs> <laughs> Look for that just one. Just the just game go, that Nick's playing. Yeah, go, go, okay, go to, yeah. Go to riseofimmortals.com. Yeah, everyone can play it right now. It's free to play. Uh, go to riseofimmortals.com and just look at the artwork there. It looks like they sourced uh, oh, the no. like worst pages on Deviant Art for it. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Oh man, I see that you draw really good uh, Sonic went fucking tails. You know, I really think that you could do some great artwork for our game. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's actually, Anthony is not exaggerating. Oh no. Okay, now I gotta, gotta go it's, take it's, a look. It's really bad. It's really bad art. 
It is. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. What I saw. It was the kind of art that made me feel bad for the game. Oh, even though I hadn't played it yet. Poor game. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have some important announcements before we go uh, to listener mail. Uh, first of all, if you're a fan of the Knockin' Boost podcast, note that it has been spun out into its own podcast. It is no longer being fed to iTunes through GameScoop, so you will need to subscribe to the Knockin' Boost podcast specifically if you want to keep getting those automatically. Uh, and also, we have a little bit of sad news. Uh, this is Christine Steimer's last day at IGN. Yes! That sounds mean. Yes, it is my last day. Um, and I'm not doing anything for two weeks, and then I start my new job. Uh, yes, yeah, so you're not ready to discuss details on where you're going yet. But, not however, yet. people can keep up with you on Twitter. Yes, I'm just at Steimer. And then on October 10th, I'll tell you all where I'm working. Remember what we said about Diablo Gold Farming? Yeah, Christine's <laughs> That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Give me the beta access. I'm going to start now. <laughs> no, I will not be doing that. But, yes, I'm very excited for the future and how long had you, a good run here at IGN. How long have you been here? Two years? Two years. Two years. Yeah, a little over two it started years. started like right, right after E3. Yes. Two years ago. I remember you came to Brass Monkey and you thought we were all gay. Because we're all, <laughs> we're all, all making out with each other. We're all kissing each other <laughs> at the karaoke bar. <laughs> I will have fond memories of that night. Hmm, I thought you guys were gay because you were being gay. (laughs) 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 We'll we'll trick you. We'll trick you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been good working with you, Christine. You'll be missed for sure. Uh, But good thing you're you're sticking around in the area, so we'll get to see you a lot. Listeners, remember, you can always reach us at Gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Todd Canning did. Todd, Hello, listeners. Todd, thank you. That's usually Greg's <laughs> job. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, Todd says, I love the show. Look forward to it every week. My question is about the embargo process. Can you talk in private about a game that has an embargo on it? Yes, Wait, we can what? talk, yeah. we can talk with each other mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, before the embargo is lifted. We just can't share it with the public, basically. Mm-hmm. It's necessary for us to be able to share information with each other for planning purposes and just to you know, make sure everyone knows what's up yeah, and, and, and is like, informed really about like these games. Game and I want it to get like, top placement. I'm going to go to Damon and say, like, I really like this game. And it'd be awesome if we could get it some love on the front page or something like that. And Anthony promises me it's going to get five million uniques in, yeah. in three hours. Then, uh, yeah. Yeah, two exactly. hours. Two hours. <laughs> exactly. Or, yeah, never mind. This is Billy Bogus. Ooh, I like this name. Says one feature that I think is sorely lacking from first-person shooters is hand customization. Oh. <laughs> when you spend a billion hours staring at your hands, you should be able to customize them. What do you think about this idea? Like would you want and stuff? Would you want to change your gloves or paint your fingernails? I want a character that's missing a few fingers. <laughs> but that well, would that, be terrible. not your trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> I must confess, I've never thought to myself, man, I wish I could customize my hands. No, but now, now that he's mentioned now, it, now, now I'm not going to be able it. to. Like, oh, right. Although I do find it funny um, that some, you can't see your feet. I think the problem with customization <laughs> things is that the part of the reason you want to customize stuff, though, too, is that you want other people to see it. And I don't know that hand details people would be able to see. I do it for myself. Well, I just really like... You do, know. but I feel Square like a lot of people love to, like, like in World of Warcraft, part of it was like, look at my awesome armor, I look awesome, I love the way I look, and then part of it was, I'm going to go stand in an area that I know is high-trafficked so that people can see how awesome I look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Damon's character in Saints Row. Yeah, I do that for me. But he does that for him. <laughs> That's true. 
That's a good point. Maybe hand customizations could work as long as I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's weird is that I'm a girl now probably will play as a girl topless too. In Saints, in Saints Row. Row. Yeah. I don't know why. Right. I just think it's goofy. It's and right. I'm like, sure, why not? It's because care. girls' topless look better than guys' topless. Well, hands it's just down. a bunch of pixels. Like, <laughs> All I mean, the time. Well, like yeah. blurred out, I mean. So it's not Uh-oh. like you actually see anything, but. Uh, failed. Still. That game gets a four now. <laughs> no real boobs in this game. Is that rated T or M? <laughs> that game is very M. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, you can murder old people violently, launch, shoot them into buildings. That's and right, and you explode. can hit them with like a dildo. Yeah, so. you can beat them to death with dildo, with a dildo, basically. Which yeah. is what I'm going to do to everybody. So, <laughs> uh, this is Tony. Says uh, with a ton of AAA games coming out this holiday season, almost all of them have some sort of limited or special edition. I was wondering, do any of you guys have plans to buy any limited editions? If not, what would need to be included to merit your hard-earned cash? Myself, I, I never really, I don't ever feel like I need to have the limited edition. It's just a bunch of junk that I don't you need then that have to find something to do with. Art book or that, the, the metal, the cog metal, whatever's in there, I don't need it. And I want the game to fit on the shelf with all my other games yeah. just the same as yeah. everyone else. Gears Equality is, for yeah, all. Gears isn't, you're not, Gears isn't better than the rest of you guys. Charles, you agree? I you like know? cloth maps. Cloth map, yeah. If it has a cloth map. Does I, Skyrim have a cloth map? Uh, I believe Skyrim does. Have Are a, you serious? The, the, problem, yeah. the problem with Skyrim is the dragon statue that you get in uh-huh. that collector's edition is enormous. Really? Like, How big there, is it? There was a, uh, a, a picture that went out uh, that showed the box for the collector's edition on somebody's desk and it took up like half the desk and it's just like I, I don't want that like, that's so funny that's a little too big I, I'm gonna scare anyone that comes into my apartment and just sees a giant and just put it like over the door dragon is watching you uh, well then it would be like a death trap just in case it's true. I mean the, the ground shakes around here pretty often I, would, I wouldn't want any uh, dragon related mishaps that's yeah. funny this is Sawara Kadir Hmm. says, do you think that Microsoft's tight-ass way of handling developers is setting the game industry back? To clarify, Microsoft will not allow developers for both 360 and PS3 to release a game that has two discs in their console and only one for the PS3, i.e. Skyrim, if I'm not mistaken. That's why it's been squeezed onto a single DVD disc. This is not true. That's not... No, Mass Effect, no, Mass Effect was on two discs and then one on PS3. And uh, Final Fantasy thirteen. Yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen. Was, was one disc on I PS3. You, when Metal Gear comes out the next one, it'll be two discs on Xbox. I am surprised and... that Skyrim made it on one disc. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. But My, then uh, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Revelations includes the original Assassin's Creed game on PS3, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think you're misinformed. I, I also just download a lot of games. So yeah, that's true. It's not a problem for Charles. Also, <laughs> I don't think Microsoft is holding anyone back because if they're if they're going to, I mean, even though that that may not be the best example, but if they're going to hold back the industry, other people are just going to move around them and go ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. <laughs> this is Maxwell. Uh, he wants to hear more from the Raging Canadian. Oh. Yeah. As with everyone else in this global economy, money's a little tight, so I now only purchase games that come highly recommended from IGN, usually a 9 or higher. When I was reading IGN's Top 100 Modern Games con- Countdown, I noticed several of the Top 20 were sequels. I love stories, so I made sure to play entirely through Uncharted 1 before I opened Uncharted 2. But do I need to play all of Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed, and Fallout to enjoy their impressive sequels? I never played Mass Effect 1, and I loved Mass Effect 2. I would. I am a big fan of Mass Effect One, though. So I, for I that mean, one, Mass Effect I would one, say yes. Mass Effect. If you can, if, I think it would be more satisfying when you play two because you made all those you decisions. Made decisions and you have your shepherd. Yeah, except yeah. you'll never make the two because one will piss you off because it has it's no goddamn. True. It has no goddamn checkpoints. It's a no dice. regular auto saves. I, I, I made it through. It has Mass no, it has no regular auto saves. 
you'll die and lose like three hours of progress because you'll forget to Wait, save. Just save the yeah, game. just save the game. <laughs> no, Mass Effect One is, is feels it's dumb. No, do not go I back to Mass Effect One. I, I, I love Mass Effect One. Yeah, uh, well, you know, three at, out of four podcasters agree. At the time when it came out, I'm sure it was great, but two is just so much of a leap. Just well, jump if he hasn't two. played two yet, he won't know, so he can go and play one and then play two. However, I think you can skip the first Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that one was garbage. I skipped the first one. And uh, for Fallout, I don't know, Fallout 3 is the so awesome. Are I would just, I they're would not related. I would play Fallout 3 before I'd play Fallout 3. And at this point, you can buy Fallout 3 and get the Game of the Year edition and get all, all the, the DLC, DLC with it for yeah. like 40 bucks. And it's awesome, too. You oh. just, However, I would recommend yes. you go back and play Fallout 1 and 2. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yes. that would be good, too. I never have are played not good the original. There's uh, those they, are some good lessons of frustration as well. But Fallout, Fallout, 1 is, I, Fallout 1 is incredible. I think even though it's very antiquated at this point mm. in terms of overall design, it's still it's still an amazing experience. Although I don't think the the effect of having an animated face for the the more important characters in the world really has the same impact uh, that it that it once did. It'd be like it's so detailed, and now it's just like uh, it's a bunch of pixels. Yeah, blocky faces. But it's still a really cool game. This is Ryan. He says, "I value your opinions, be they video game suggestions or otherwise." So I'm going to hit you with a personal one. I recently lost my job, and I'm feeling like I could use a change of pace. Is it an act of insanity to pick up and move from Boston all the way to the West Coast when I have no job prospect or place to live? Well, Do you, you know, have that, anybody to stay with? I mean, that's like... That's, this sounds like the type of thing that, like, when you re- read books about the 30s and stuff. <laughs> well, I lost my job. Heading to San Francisco, going to make a living. You drive there day one, get a job washing dishes, and you find some old lady that you, lets you move into her loft. Yeah, like, and you work your way up to you're the CEO I of a corporation. I would not recommend moving to San Francisco because the city is freaking expensive. So um, that job, you wouldn't last very long. I mean, if you're young, why not? As long yeah, as you think thing, so, you can have enough money to not end up homeless. Yeah. I did that. Um I moved, you know, when I graduated college, I moved to Chicago without a job or a place to stay, and you know, uh, but it kind of sucked for a while. For, it took me a few months to find a job, and like, I, you know, I was really, Where did you po- live I was at really first? poor. I, I lived in a, a good area. I was in uh, Lakeview, in, in Chicago, but you know, it took me a while to find a job. I would no longer ever move somewhere without having a job. Uh, that's just me. I don't know. I, I need that you've, security. You've gone secu- or, I mean, uh, conservative now. Yeah, I, love, I need that le- that level of security. I you think know. if you're young and you don't have a lot of responsibilities and you have some money to float you, yeah. then you should be fine. Yeah, you'll end up with either a good story or a, a good meth habit oh when you're god. homeless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Charles Yeonish, should this guy pick up move across the country? I, I wouldn't recommend it. No, I. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a risk, and maybe maybe it'll pay off, but I don't think San Francisco. Unless you have some sort of support here. circle here, yeah. like if you have friends or family if, if here. If you're, coast, stay there. I feel like if you're if you're isolated in that endeavor and yeah. you don't know anyone, it's going to be it's going to be real yeah. tough. Yeah, really tough. This is uh, Yanni. He says, I live in Australia. I've been listening to GameScoop for a couple of years now. Uh, this whole time I've had no idea what IGN Babeology is on the site for. What does it do for the company? And why does a company like IGN need a Babe channel that pretty much has nothing to do with games, movies, gear, or anything that IGN covers? So, Yanni, IGN covers things that are of, in- of interest to Two males, men. 18 to 34-year-old in general. And uh, I, I don't think it's any uh, surprise to say that d- dudes are into babes Oops. and uh, hot chicks. Wait, and boobs. really? Yeah, I know, yeah, wow. I know Charles. Also, well, the channel's been around for a long time. Yeah, Incredible. it used to be a babes channel. Now it's just stars. But yeah. actually, it does. I, th- I think it makes perfect sense uh, for for us to have babes on the site. But I don't know. I, I realize. I also will say that sometimes it can be a little silly. But 
I, I also kind of enjoy that aspect of it too. Yeah, it exists and it does it exists. It exists and it does traffic, so that's why it's there. The day that people stop clicking on Babology. So stop clicking on boobs, I've been, I've been uh, trying for months now to, uh, I say it jokingly, but I'm not. To get to be the executive editor, leave PC Channel and become the executive editor of IGN, uh, uh, pets.ign.com. Yes. So that I can just put up YouTube videos of cats and dogs all day. Yes. Yes, that would do really well. What does that have to do with video games? Well, nothing, but males 18 (laughs) to 34 fucking love pets. It's true. It's true. I I would check that site every day. I would too. Uh, you, uh, don't uh, ignore the animated gifs, though. I like the animated gifs. Yeah, I just it would just be a site that curated gifs and, and YouTube videos, basically, and you know, top ten lists of like the best cats. Yeah, the, be- the best cats. <laughs> what, what would ever. be the best cat? <laughs> um, I think I think this, one of the best cats is potentially a Scottish Fold. They're very adorable. Yeah, they are really yeah. cute. Well, best kittens. We'll go with that. Okay. Because when they grow up, they might they're not as cute. Those no. would be the channels. It would be cats and then kitten, kittens. Kitten sub channel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Weekly ma- mammal, baby mammal of the week. You know? <laughs> uh, all right, our last email this week Colt, comes from Cold Ninja Pro. He says, "Could somebody tell me why I would want to go to college?" My mom asked me why, but I could not give a reason. So please help me. All right. So would want to? Wait, what? Wait, what? You why would want- he, why would he want to go to college? I read an article in the Atlantic recently that was really interesting. It was an op-ed, and it was talking about how. Americans get this idea that college is for everyone, and college is, is this guy was a professor at a Ivy League college, and he was saying that college is not for everyone. There are certain people that should never go to college. They don't need it. They're never going to get a job with the college level of education. They're not meant to do that. And I kind of am of the same impression. There are certain people that don't need college to be highly successful. That may be true, but in this day and age, it's sort of a staple. College degrees yeah. do, people do with college degrees do typically make That's the more. thing. Statistics say that. People go to college, make more money, not more only that, successful in life. If you're not going, other people are going, and you're both. If you're both applying for the same job, yeah. Even I, though it may not make much of a difference, you might be way better. People are more inclined to hire people with a college education. Yeah, I've also applied applied at plenty of places and maybe said that I had a college education. No one checks. So I'm just well, that's saying. the thing too. Wow. Well, and well, I, you know, we should I, point I, out. I would not suggest I lying. Went, I went to Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> they would check that. I'm pretty sure. So I mean, I, I think another important aspect is is just the social connections you make there because everyone that's has true. the same goal. Of, like, hey, we need to start our careers. And I mean, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a great idea and the talent to to do something with it, then yeah, maybe you bypass college and college just, and, just a, and do everything yourself. But if you go to college, then you meet a lot of other like-minded people with the same interests who yeah. all want to start something professional. Exactly. So you can work with them or work with your professors who hopefully aren't jaded and don't care about your jobs. College is a good way to, to learn how to do critical thinking. That's the best thing for it. And uh, so we had an intern that was placed here through his college. It had, it's been his long-time dream. And this is uh, Alex that was working in our sales mm, department. It was yeah. his, long, his life dream was to work at IGN. So through his college, he was placed here at an internship, and now we've hired him on full-time. So it's like he was able to do that you know, through his college. That's how I got my first job, too. Plus, college is a fucking awesome time. Yeah, I was about to say, college <laughs> is so fun. fun. Dude, you're, like, I mean, unless you live still with your parents and are like commuting to like, campus. In between all that, the studying and the learning, you're, it's just getting drunk and having lots of, uh, uh, well, lots of sex. <laughs> we, 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 live in a, we live in a society where, Use you, a where you need college to be successful. You know, I just think it'd be interesting if we didn't. Because, you know, there are certain people who never went to college like... Benjamin Franklin, who was brilliant and accomplished tons yeah, of things. Yeah, also lived in a way different time. That's true. But we should point out the, the, la- the, the last editor-in-chief of IGN.com, Hillary Goldstein, does not have a college degree. 
Yeah. Also so, grew up in a, diff- a different time. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> there's these, I'm just trying to present all sides. Of it. And, but and, and Col- I mean, the, the, the quality of education that you get can differ vastly yes, with yes. what you do in high school. Like, I know when I transitioned from high school to college, it was, I was, <laughs> was like, ooh, my, my high school is a little behind the times on a lot of this <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah, my, my, high school, my high school was awful. My yeah. high school told me I would not get into college because instead of taking PE, I wanted to take more English classes. My, my <laughs> doesn't even seem to make any sense. I, I when I tell people that I graduated number two in my class at high school, people are like, oh, wow. I'm like, no, oh. no, 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 no. This just means like... I, I managed to I not managed get girl pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not, it's not an accomplishment where I come oh. from. Uh, all right. Well, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Christine, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. For your last game scoop here. And uh, if you're, let us know if you're available to come back and guest on the show. We'd Hells love yeah. to have you back. Uh, thank you, Anthony. Don't do meth and go to college. <laughs> thank you, Charles. That is sage advice right there. <laughs> My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Scoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.